Cozy's own friends. Hello. Ben Weber here. It's been some time since you've heard from me. During that time, a lot has happened. Spencer Lott, our guest on episode 47, actually got married to Grace Townley on May 28th. Not a week earlier, as I mentioned on side A of the episode. Consider this a submitted correction. I went to Figment on Governor's Island and reckoned with my old project Smash Type and gave away a, a bunch of remnants of the inky messages stamped by dozens of fabulous participants. Uh, thanks to all of you who grabbed a Smash Type scroll. I hope it's bringing you joy. I met my friend's six-week-old daughter, Elliot. I think she's probably about seven weeks now. Uh, I, I met her at a picnic in Central Park. I kissed my baby friend Miles on his beautiful face. Uh, I flew out to L.A. I'm actually in L.A. right now. I'm in, sitting in my friend Lisa's office, UCLA. Uh, she's a visiting, or rather a, an assistant lecturer, an adjunct lecturer for Scandinavian studies. Uh, and there's a lovely Santa Lucia candelabra there. There's some, some pots. It's, uh, there's Hamlet. Not a lot of signs that this is a Scandinavian studies office, but that's where I am right now. Uh, L.A. is beautiful. It is the hottest day uh, of the year, I think. It is like in the mid-hundreds. Um, and so, yeah, it's great being here. I'm uh, visiting some of my favorite people on Earth, Sage and Julia, Adam and Melissa. It's great to see you guys. Um yeah, so I'm here. Uh, also, during that time, I mourned with a friend who lost his twin brother to ALS. Uh, my thoughts are with you always about that. I mourned from a distance uh, in Brooklyn while my family, uh, my mom and dad uh, and uh, aunts and, and uncles and grandma went up to northern Wisconsin and laid my 18-year-old cousin to rest after she was in a terrible car accident. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry uh, for that loss. Um, and here we are. It's the 20th of June, summer solstice, full moon, and we are all still mourning early on June 12th, and we experienced one of the deadliest mass shootings in American history when a man armed with a legally purchased Sig Sauer MCX assault rifle opened fire on the Latinite crowd at the Gay Dance Club Pulse in Orlando, Florida. The gunman, Omar Mateen, killed 49 people and wounded 53, and he, of course, himself was shot dead. Fuck. This is, this is still unbelievable. 
It, it's something that is too tragic to even comprehend. 49 people effortlessly slaughtered from a legally purchased assault rifle. It's completely unacceptable. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to blame someone. Who can we blame? Can we blame ISIS, the NRA, Congress, capitalist imperialism, the church, homophobia, the patriarchy? Yes, we can blame all these these groups, these ideas, these concepts, these these material states. But so so what? So what can we do? What can I do? What are you guys doing? We're mourning. We're going to vigils. We're we're tweeting. We're facebooking. We're blogging. Ah, there's. I mean, there's so much to say and do. We mourn together. We mourn apart. Uh, you know, I signed a petition to ban assault rifles. I, I sent a form email to my senators and my Congress people. <sighs> so you know so good so that happened but still i'm you know i'm feeling just so angry and sad and paralyzed so i have this podcast i have the cozy zone with ben weber and so here i am using this podcast as a platform to say something to gather my thoughts to address you my very very beloved cozy zone community. Uh, I, I'm in a cozy zone. I'm in a quiet office. It seems like an appropriate place to, to gather my thoughts, to express my feelings, to, to try to be honest about where I'm at, where, where we all might be at. Frankly, I'm frustrated with myself that it has taken me so long to say something publicly about Orlando, you know, all of this Facebook, all of this Twitter, all of this Instagram, these instant reactions, and, and I fell silent. A few of the reactions were calling people out for being silent. Uh, and I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to say something publicly, to offer my words amidst the symphony of other words. I, I've just been feeling angry and helpless and small. I'm, I'm angry for so many reasons. I'm angry because the man was a domestic abuser but could legally buy a gun. I, I spent a lot of time on my master's thesis thinking about uh, domestic violence and sort of looking at the system and, and how it works and how really that our, our legal system is designed um, very poorly to protect uh, the women who are often, most often, the, the victims and, and uh, survivors of domestic violence. Um, we know that domestic, vi- domestic abusers are violent people, and it is a very good indicator of, of future violence, and so that there is no way to stop people from buying excellent killing machines is beyond my comprehension. I'm angry because the man was on the FBI terrorist watch list for years, but could still legally buy a gun. I guess he came off the list, but there's no there's no way to reference that. There's no concern. I guess not. I, I'm angry over 
over the fervor uh, over radical Islam, that people are blaming ISIS for this, that they're blaming Islamic fundamentalism. From my perspective, this has nothing to do with that. It was a convenient bucket for this man's self-hatred, for his anger. It was a way to make sense of of his anger about being a, a hurt man, a small man, a drunk, someone who couldn't be loved in the way that he wanted to be loved. And he was looking to make meaning out of that and found the very uh, attractive rhetoric of, of fundamentalist Islam and ISIS and, and Al-Qaeda and, and all sorts of other things. But for me, it, it has nothing to do with that. And it, it sickens me and angers me that that, that is where the conversation is. I, I don't think that is a useful conversation. I'm also angry because there were dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of queer people shot in cold blood during a sexy night out. Fuck that. I, uh, you know, listen, I don't identify as queer. Um... I'm in love with a queer woman. I have a lot of queer friends. And I guess I'm in a place where queerness for me is is synonymous with, with healing. My interactions with the queer people in my life have helped me feel the most good about myself and where I stand in the world than I ever have felt in my entire life. And I am, I am just devastated that people were taken out during a night of, of love and sex and exploration and dancing and expression. Fuck that. It is not okay. 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 So I'm angry. I'm angry. So I guess... At this point, I gotta find like a, a hashtag to help, like you know, get myself in the whole community to sort of get myself uh, out there to to express my anger. So what what hashtag? So there's uh, okay, the main hashtag is uh, looks like there's pray for Orlando hashtag play pray excuse me pray for Orlando. Okay, pray for Orlando. I yes, okay, I am, I have been, I will. I uh, praying. I don't. I'm not religious. I don't. I don't know, prayer doesn't mean a lot to me. I have these weird associations uh, about the church and prayer. Uh, so, but when I think about prayer, you know, I, I think about so something, you know, secret and meaningful from my heart, from intention. So maybe it's like a, a poetic offering. So, so it makes me think about when the 26 people were murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary School in, in December 2012. I, I was so upset. These little tiny first graders mowed down by a madman. It was horrible. I, I was by myself when I just was watching all the coverage. It was just sick. And and so in order to address my, my bad feelings, I, I, I happened to be deep in my creative project smash type at the time. And so I, I harnessed the, the power of, of art to express myself. Um, so Smash Type enlists participants to become letters of the alphabet, and together they create collaborative messages. So there were 26 people slain 
at Sandy Hook Elementary School, 26 letters of the alphabet. So I, I linked them together. I created uh, a big letter stamp for each of the fallen people of, of Sandy Hook Elementary School and created an installation that invited participants to write messages to us, the survivors of the, of the carnage. And I, I have to tell you, it made me feel good. It made me feel like I was doing something. I was doing my art. I was, was reaching out and, and you know, providing a, a, a forum for other people to express themselves. But all of these good feelings, uh, you know, four years later, have literally done zero to protect American citizens from more mass shootings. And, and not just, you know, my peripheral art project, but thinking about the Sandy Hook Promise, the, the special interest group that formed after this horrific event uh, that, that was striving to lobby for legislative change, did not make any progress. Nothing happened. And so we saw case after case of mass shootings, Aurora, San Bernardino. Fuck. So prayers don't seem to help alone. Uh, you know, Samantha B has an amazing little bit on, on her reaction to this Orlando thing that, you know, that uh, I, I'm paraphrasing it. You can you can see the link in in the in the post itself. But essentially, without action, prayers are nothing and meaningless. And so there has to be has to be another another thing. Uh, pray for Orlando is not my my hashtag. Then there's hashtag We Are Orlando. I like that one. I think that's the one for me. So it, it, it is resonating with the queer communities. It has a great website that's donating money to the survivors. It's weareorlando.org if you want to go and, and uh, donate to their GoFundMe. And this idea, we are Orlando, we are all this tragedy, encapsulates some conclusions I've made so certainly we are Orlando not only because we stand in solidarity with the survivors in mourning, and not only because we mourn and celebrate the lives of the beautiful queer pulse goers. We are Orlando because we are responsible for this. We live in a culture poisoned by difference. Politicians, the media, educators, so many people have, have co-opted these, these very powerful but outdated uh, dichotomous narratives of, of good versus evil, sacred versus profane, light versus dark. Uh, they've, they've done this to, it, it can only be conceived as inciting civil war. We are at war with each other as a nation. Uh, we we are a nation of of rich versus poor. If you listen to all the conversations, it is it is white versus color, recent immigrant versus Native American. No, no, not Native American. We've we've genocided them out of existence. Uh, it's uh, I guess less recent immigrant. So recent immigrant versus less recent immigrant. 
queer versus straight, Muslim versus Judeo-Christian, which is very similar, uh, armed versus unarmed. But these, these, are, these are not real binaries. These binaries are false. But there are, there are real fights between these, these constituencies, these, these imagined, imaginary constituencies. But the, the, the forces are a fantasy. And all of us, myself included, are complicit in allowing this fantasy to rule our culture. Everything is complicated. Everything is complex. And those among us who are crafting rhetoric to oversimplify this shit must be taken to task. And we must be the ones to hold them accountable for this. Listen, so we as a nation have demonized Muslims. We have a nation have armed Muslims in the Middle East. And this in succession has, has created ISIS. We have made ISIS. ISIS is like the toxic Avenger that we have created through all of the garbage of the United States and imperialist capitalism. We have done this. And it is, it is a, an ideology that cannot be killed through violence. By, by privileging wealth and fame, pseudo-celebrity and flagrant media manipulation, we have invited the rise of Donald Trump. We have done this. We are responsible for the power that he has, for, for his, his near-valid uh, bid to be the president of the goddamn United States. We have done this. And we have to fix this by allowing assault weapons to be bought and sold unchecked. We have caused numerous events of horrific carnage. We need to say no to the NRA. And by allowing hate and ignorance to be a, a valid, welcome, reasonable, and balanced counter-argument to the basic civil rights, the right to be alive of queer and trans folks, we are Omar Mateen, we are Orlando. I'm so deeply sorry for the loss of life on June 12th and every day like it. For all the times I was silent when I could have said something or taken action, and I didn't, I offer my sincere regrets. But life is short, and life is precious, and we only have time to live our greatest, fullest, most beautiful life. And for me, this is a life filled with love and art and true communion with others. And there's no time to live life any other way. As I mentioned before, tonight is the full moon. It is the summer solstice. And I'm thinking about my intention. I, my, my heart is heavy. And I feel guilty and complicit. And I'm right. And it, it is true that my inaction and my silence and our collective failure as a society is real and profound. But it is also simultaneously true that I am wholly good and righteous and filled with love 
And I must share that with others. And we're all fucked up. We all suffer. We all make mistakes. But I, I do truly believe that we are all doing the very best we can. This is like some 12-step some shit right here. We are all doing the best that we can. And thinking about what resources do we need to do a little better? How can we take care of each other to push ourselves to do just a little bit better? Can we, can we infuse every action we can with love and justice and art and healing? Can we do that? Can we hold each other accountable in order to save each other's lives? I love doing the cozy zone because every time it, it reveals someone's undeniable humanity and goodness and creative hunger, and we can recognize all of those things in humanity in general. It, it becomes universal. Because of someone's specific wonderfulness, we can see wonderfulness in us all. Uh, you know, and my guests choose to invite me to witness them being very vulnerable. They, they invite me to their cozy spot where we chat about feelings and art. And I get to see their journey towards being their best self. And I, I think all of us have the capacity to, to live this cozy life. So let's do this. Let's do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be better. Can we agree to join together to say no to the shit we don't need that poisons our society on a structural level? Can we fucking agree to that, please? Our lives literally depend on it. Please... Hold me accountable. I'll hold you accountable. We gotta, we gotta do better for everybody. We gotta do better. And I believe we can. And I believe we will. Here are the names of those we lost on June 12th in Orlando. Stanley Almodovar III, 23 years old. Amanda Alvear, 25 years old. Oscar Aracena Montero, 26 years old. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33 years old. Antonio Davin Brown, 29 years old. Daryl Roman Burt II, 29 years old. Angel El Candelario Padro, 28 years old. Juan Chavez Martinez, 25 years old. Luis Daniel Conde, 39 years old. Corey James Connell, 21 years old. Tevin Eugene Crosby, 25 years old. Dianca Deidre Drayton, 32 years old. Simon Adrian Carrillo Fernandez, 31 years old. Leroy Valentin Fernandez, 25 years old. Mercedes Marisol Flores, 26 years old. 
Peter Gonzalez Cruz, 22 years old. Juan Ramon Guerrero, 22 years old. Paul Terrell Henry, 41 years old. Frank Hernandez, 27 years old. Miguel Angel Honorato, 30 years old. Javier Jorge Reyes, 40 years old. Jason Benjamin Josephat, 19 years old. Eddie Jamaldoroy Justice, 30 years old. Anthony Luis Lorian Noldizla, 25 years old. Christopher Andrew Leonin, 32 years old. Alejandro Barrios Martinez, 21 years old. Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, 49 years old. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez, 25 years old. Kimberly Morris, 37 years old. Akira Monet Murray, 18 years old. Luis Omar Ocasio Capo, 20 years old. Geraldo A. Ortiz Jimenez, 25 years old. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, 36 years old. Joel Rayon Panegua, 32 years old. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez, 35 years old. Enrique L. Rios Jr., 25 years old. Jean C. Nives Rodriguez, 27 years old. Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, 35 years old. Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz, 24 years old. Yilmari Rodriguez Solovan, 24 years old. Edward Sotomayor Jr., 34 years old. Shane Evan Tomlinson, 33 years old. Martin Benitez Torres, 33 years old. Jonathan Antonio Camuy Vega, 24 years old. Juan P. Rivera Velasquez, 37 years old. Luis S. Vielma, 22 years old. Frankie Jimmy de Jesus Velasquez, 50 years old. Luis Daniel Wilson Leon, 37 years old. Gerald Arthur Wright, 31 years old. You are loved. You are missed. You are remembered. You inspire me to live my best life. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are intimately finding our peaceful, cozy zone. And then he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing is cozy zone.